the impacts of climate change are becoming clearer every day, with increased flooding, extreme heat, more disease and economic loss. This has led to growing demand to reduce CO2 emissions, particularly by reducing the combustion of fossil fuels. Countries are undertaking energy transitions with the aim of making their energy systems more sustainable and mitigating climate change. Today we will discuss Colombia's energy policy towards energy transition with Jacobo Ramirez, an associate professor of Latin American business development at the Department of Management Society and Communication of CBS. Jacobo's current work focuses on how renewable energy investments affect indigenous peoples, communities and livelihoods. Jacobo, thanks for joining me. Could you give us an overview of Colombia's current energy system? Thanks, Marian and Kelman, for having me. With a population of over 48 million people, Colombia's geography offers unique opportunities for renewable energy, as well as almost 3,000 kilometers on coastline. Colombia is also home to vast areas of the Amazon rainforest, highlands, grasslands, and deserts. According to Colombia's Minister of Mines and Energy, as of 2021, there were more than 140 hydroelectric plants in Colombia. This provides almost 70% of Colombia's electricity, with the remaining 30% from thermal generation, gas, coal, and steam. There is very little wind and solar power, but new projects are being developed to increase the share in the energy matrix. The government's aim is to increase the share of the wind and solar energy from 1% to 13% by 2025, and has introduced new policies to that effect. It's interesting that so much of the electricity system already uses hydroelectric power. If Colombia already produces most of its electricity from renewable sources, why are they introducing new policies to change the energy system? Yes, Colombia's energy system is already green by most standards. Unfortunately, the high temperatures associated with climate change are causing more intense storms, droughts, and other weather extremes, which is having severe consequences for hydroelectric systems around the world. Some regions are already experiencing 15% to 20% change in the power sector emissions because of this. In the United States, droughts have reduced the size of large reservoirs in the country to such low levels that the Hoover Dam might soon be unable to produce hydro power. In Colombia, phenomena such as El Niño, Southern Oscillation, One and Coal phases had damaging consequences in Colombia ecosystems, such as rainfalls, which is reducing the installed capacity of Colombia's hydroelectric plant. It is estimated that hardware power will lose its dominant share of Colombia's electricity production by 2050. So there is a pressing need to diversify the energy system. What are the concrete plans for Colombia's energy system to mitigate the consequences of climate change? Colombia has endorsed global governance efforts on climate change and greenhouse gas emissions, such as the Paris Agreement. Additionally, according to government officials, 
Colombia has started negotiations to become a member of the International Energy Agency to demonstrate his commitments to transitioning his energy system. In 2015, Colombia launched a national energy plan towards 2050, known as the E2050 plan. This plan is an integral part of Colombia's green growth policy and aims to ensure a more competitive, sustainable, and resilient and diversified energy system by 2050. To meet the goals of the E2050 plan, Colombia is reformulating its energy policy with new regulations and programs with a rhetoric of energy democracy. The Colombian government has established new governance toolboxes to achieve energy diversification. For example, the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change provides a new coercive and normative approaches for the role of the state. Based on market incentives such as tax reduction to attract large-scale renewable energy investment, researchers argue that these new governance approaches, which are voluntarily endorsed by governments and businesses, can effectively regulate decision-making, making the diversification of the energy system a collective endeavor. You mentioned energy diversification. How is this different to energy transition, and what does this mean in the Colombian context? According to the International Renewable Energy Agency, energy transition is a pathway towards transformation of the global energy sector, from a fossil base to a zero carbon by the second half of the century. At the heart of energy transition is the need to reduce energy-related CO2 emissions, to limit climate change. However, Colombia's energy policy is ambiguous in terms of the national strategy to phase out or phase down reliance on fossil fuels. Colombia is an important oil producer and a leader in extracted minerals such as coal. And the Colombia's government has explicitly stated that it will continue to export fossil fuels, particularly coal and oil, as they are critical for Colombia's market stability. The Colombian government is investigating innovative technologies such as carbon capture to make fossil fuels exploitation greener. However, this is not the same as energy transition. The E2050 plan is indicative of Colombia's government's long-term vision for diversification of the energy matrix rather than total decarbonization. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has led to sanctions on Russian fuel imports in Europe. How has this affected Colombia's E2050 plan? Colombia's position as an oil producer and leader in extracting minerals is becoming more relevant given the geopolitical state in Europe. Russia's invasion on Ukraine has pushed pressure on European countries to stop buying oil and gas and coal from Russia. This is increased the demand for extracted resources from elsewhere and has increased the market incentives for Colombia to export coal to countries such as Germany. What progress has Colombia made towards energy diversification? The launch of the E2050 plan 
appears to have bolstered the confidence of businesses involved in green investments. Currently, there are 13 green and 33 solar energy projects underway in Colombia. The region of La Guajira in northern Colombia has emerged as the epicenter of these investments. According to the Colombian government, green investment worth about 2.5 million US dollars will be made in La Guajira, generating 11,000 jobs and consolidating La Guajira as the getaway for green energy. The government foresees as many as 2,500 wind turbines to be installed in La Guajira over the next 10 years, which will generate 70% of Colombia's electricity. The first wind farm, La Guajira One, was inaugurated by the President of Colombia, Ivan Duque, in January of this year, with wind turbines supplied by the Danish firm Vestas. What challenges does Colombia face as it seeks to diversify its energy sources? Colombia has implemented an, an attractive legal framework for renewable energy, with economic incentives for investors and there is apparent political will to align the energy policy to new global governance for climate change mitigation, such as COP26 and the Paris Agreement. However, economists have proposed that market incentives are not sufficient to implement the E2050 plan. Colombia lacks strong institutions, traditions, and conventions that form a basis for the legal framework, including laws, policy, norms, customs, and regulations, which compromises governance in energy democracy. Colombia is still in the midst of a transition period following the signing of the peace agreement between government and the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, the FARC, in 2016. According to NGOs in Colombia, corruption is prevalent in La Guajira. In addition, about 80% of Colombians have an unfavorable view of the justice system, and drug trafficking, paramilitary groups, and guerrilla, parapolitical, unorganized crime groups are all endemic. The National Army of Colombia has stationed troops at the site of La Guajira Wing One Farm, claiming that they are there to guarantee the safety of the inhabitants of La Guajira, as well as the strategic assets of the state. The Colombian government has said that militarization La Guajira is part of his constitutional obligation to safeguard the country's vital assets through the defense and security policy for legality, entrepreneurship, and equity. However, militarization La Guajira inevitably raises questions regarding the coherence between energy diversification a sustainability and peace building and quality of life. Finally, could you please elaborate on the key role of governance in Colombia's plans for energy diversification? To have strong institutions implies that the ruling government has high accountability, low corruption and public trust, while affecting the rule of law and sharing high quality information on energy and the environment to facilitate transparent decision-making processes and public participation. In order to achieve the proposed energy diversification and to achieve it peacefully, 
Colombia Energy's policy might need to deal directly with strengthening governance by continuing to work on the transition to peace and building strong and just institutions in support of peaceful and inclusive societies. Thank you, Jacobo, for providing us with a comprehensive overview of Colombia's energy policy. It's interesting to learn that Colombia is in a unique position to develop a sustainable and flexible energy system using a variety of energy sources. This could be accomplished through the E2050 plan, which provides a roadmap for the future, efficient, reliable and sustainable energy for all Colombians. Our conversation indicates that Colombia is committed to energy diversification. However, in order to transform Colombia's energy system, political will in relation to the future of coal, oil and gas is required. We can conclude that the extent to which Colombia will transform its energy matrix with renewable energy sources can be learned from other countries' efforts to transition to more sustainable energy sources. Given Europe's current geopolitical situation, this appears to be an urgent target. My name is Marianne Kelman, and I've been your host of this podcast episode on green transition with the topic energy transition or diversification in Colombia, challenges and opportunities.